Welcome to High Performance Mindset with Dr. Sindra Kampoff. Do you want to reach your full potential, live a life of passion, go after your dreams? Each week, we bring you strategies and interviews to help you ignite your mindset. Let's bring on Sindra. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Sindra Kampoff, and I'm grateful that you're here, ready to listen to episode 129 with Cardiff D. Hall. Now, the goal of these interviews is to learn from the world's best leaders, athletes, coaches, and consultants all about the topic of mindset to help us reach our potential or be high performers in our field or sport. Now, today's interview is with Cardiff D. Hall, and you can tell from just the way he shows up in this interview that he is passionate about life. He talks about how to transform yourself and reach new levels of achievement. He's also a relentless optimist, which you can tell is from um, his energy in this podcast. He has 25 years of experience in marketing and sales. And his book, Tide Turners, The Practical Guide to Help You Feel in Control, Experience More Joy, and Sustain Achievement in Life, earned a number one new release on Amazon in January. So he coaches individuals, he speaks, and he also delivers weekly inspiration and practical advice in his Tide Turners newsletter. So in this interview, Cardiff and I talk about why you need to become a Tide Turner, how Tide Turners approach failure and massive adversity, the six ports we live in, we talk about the one-day syndrome, how fear can actually give you strength, and the four C's of confidence. Now, my favorite quotes from this interview with Cardiff is, is this one, only you stops you. And my second favorite is the understanding of yourself can change the trajectory of where you are and where you want to go. I know you're going to love this interview. We'd love to hear from you. You can head over to Twitter um, or Facebook and find both Cardiff and I. On Twitter, I'm mentally underscore strong and Cardiff is Cardiff D. Hall. And he also is giving the high performance listeners a copy of his number one new release. What? So you get a copy of this book that he's talking about today by going to cardiffdhall.com slash hpmindset. That's cardiffdhall.com slash hpmindset for high performance mindset. Now before we get started, we're going to read a review over on iTunes. This is ML Woodward. ML Woodward said, Cinder is creating a great show that has challenged me to think differently. I hear about mindset all the time and I find these episodes incredibly helpful. She has found amazing guests from various corners from sports to business. I highly recommend the show. And I think today's episode won't disappoint you. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to Twitter or social media. And if you could share this episode, that'd be amazing. Or tell a friend about the podcast. Or one other option is to head over to iTunes and provide a comment and a rating like ML Woodward did. All right. Awesome. Without further ado, here is Cardiff D. Hall. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset, Cardiff D. Hall. I am pumped to have you on. Welcome. It is a blast, and I can't believe I'm sharing the stage with a local Minneapolis podcaster, but not only podcaster, author, and speaker. It's it's amazing to be connected with you, and it's just I'm just honored to be here with you, Sindra. Well, I am honored to have you. You can tell by our energy that I think today's podcast interview is going to be off the charts positive energy. And so I'm looking forward to so talking to you more, and I, I can't wait to dive into your book and also to, to talk more about your speaking and your coaching. So Cardiff, tell us a little bit about your passion and what you do. 
Yeah. So I have this energy that emits consistently. And I was always told that is Cardiff ever not happy? He's always positive. I have this, had this smile on my face and, and people joke about it, but in seriously, that's my gift. My gift is this radiance positivity. And I didn't, put it this way, Sidra, I wasn't aware of it until I had this incident on an airplane. And so I'm in corporate America and travel a lot for my job. I usually get uh, upgraded to uh, another section and I happen to be upgraded to first class syndrome. Okay. And I was sitting, I was in, I was in, it was in mini, I was in Baltimore on my way back to Minneapolis on of course Delta. And then as we're taking off, it's kind of gloomy and, and rainy. And as we jet up over the clouds, you know, the, the, the system goes off, the bell goes off, right? To turn your laptop on. And I fired my laptop on and I'm literally going just, I need to focus on the email and get, get down to, you know, past, uh, you know, hundred or something like that. And all of a sudden I hear this voice and it says literally, Sindra, write a book. No, I completely ignore it because I, I just like, I've never had that experience or I'm like, maybe that's just my intuition talking to me. I've never had a thought about writing a book. I've never expressed to my wife or to the my close friends, like, this is what I'm going to do one day. This is, I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to be this. And I've never had that inside me. And then I go back to writing and doing my email. And this time, Sandra, the voice is louder, right? the book. I sit back in my chair and I begin to think now, and now I'm having this conversation with this voice and basically I'm arguing with it. I am stating my case to this so-called voice. I don't have time. I travel for, I travel for a living. Just one thing after another. And I stated my case. The case is closed now because I said my case. So I go back to my email. For the third time, this voice says, write This voice a book. is being persistent. Yes, yes. And this time, I, I, I reach down inside my bag and I get out a tab, a, a piece of paper, and I start to sketch out titles for this book that I don't know how to write. I, and I'm like, what am I going to say? But I'm just drumming up titles. I'm thinking up titles. I come home, I tell my wife about the experience. And, and, I, and she says, are you, are you serious? You're going to write a book. Yeah, I said, I'm serious. We're, I'm going to write this book, and it's going to start tomorrow. And that's when I began to sit down and, and craft out this manuscript, which happens to be a, a number one new release, or it was a new, new release on Amazon. And it, it's taken me to places I didn't know existed because I wasn't aware of this within myself. And th- it's been amazing. Um, so... What I do right now with my clients, Sandra, I I help them gain clarity on where they want to go and how to get there and how they can navigate what they already have and raise their level of awareness and the ability to see more than they can see themselves where they are today. So I get them through this fog, and then we, once we understand where they want to go, then we create the plan and we create the system to help them achieve. And, and it's been a remarkable seeing my clients uh, move forward and achieve, and it's, it's been great because I've been part of that journey with them. So in a long answer, th- that's why I'm here. I mean, it's amazing 
the journey that we can take and where we can go, Sindra, if we're willing to let go, if we're willing to say, I don't know how this is going to go, but I trust and I'm going to take the first steps forward. Well, what I think about, you know, that is it's amazing, Cardiff, that you had this intuition on the airplane and then you actually acted on it. I think so many times people maybe have this intuition or have this thought of a goal and then, you know, they keep pushing it away or they say, well, you know, that's not me. I can't do that. You know, that's not something that I could accomplish. Whereas like the next day you started writing it. Yeah. So tell us about what your journey has been like since, you know, the, the book hit number one, new release in January. Yeah. And by the way, the, the book is called Tide Turners, the practical guide to help you feel in control, experience more joy and sustain achievement in life. So tell us what your journey has been like since, uh, since January. It has been amazing. When I look back at where I've come from and what I've been able to accomplish, and this is not on my own syndrome. So as you're listening out there, listener, I would highly recommend, you don't have to work with myself or Syndra, but highly recommend if you want to go to point A to point B, you find someone that can bring you along in this journey. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what I did, Syndra. I found someone that had already published six books, was, mm. just was an extreme, he was well on his way, and he's an unbelievable author, but he led me along the way, he led me along the journey, and Honestly, when I started out to write, I just wanted to write the book and kind of go back to my life. Okay. You see, I, I was one, and, and I, I have a new term that I'll share with your listeners. I was a beachcomber. And uh, a beachcomber is someone who is in the, is in the island of comfort. And I know we'll, we'll touch a little bit about a doc that is part of a chapter in the book, but I was in this comfort phase. You see, life was good. My, I was working in corporate America, family. I mean, I, I, was, it, I was comfortable. I wasn't going to stretch myself because I, you know what, that, that's too much work, Sandra. And I was a beachcomber. And so I began to transition from this beachcomber, from this person who now is reading a book every single month, who invests in anything I can to work on my mindset, to put things into my, into my mental state of capacity. So when those things happen that are going to take me off my course, it reflects and I keep moving forward. And so it has been amazing because... Again, I just wanted to write this book, and I, I wrote the book. I just, I just, I, I heard the voice, write the book. I, I took the action, I wrote the book. But then all of a sudden, things are coming. I'm like, okay, can I? Do you coach? Uh, not. I guess, I guess I coach. <laughs> and so people are asking me, Sandra, do you coach? Uh, no. Yes, I do. I, you know, so I'm developing all these things that people want. And here I was. I didn't understand I even had a business. Yeah, that's I, that's cool. You know. So well, what I like it, about it, Cardiff, is like you followed, you followed your gut, you followed what you, what was, you know, pulling at you. And I agree, Cardiff, that having a coach or a mentor is absolutely essential. You know, I'm a coach myself. You're a coach. I have somebody who's my coach because I know that I can get stuck in my comfort zone. I can get stuck in, in patterns that aren't helpful in terms of mental patterns or, or behavioral patterns. So I like what you're saying there. So Cardiff, let's jump into your book. And again, Tide Turners is, is the title. Tell us about what is a Tide Turner. Yeah. So a Tide Turner is an individual or it's a group that has this unrelenting will to achieve. 
unrelenting. That means that when obstacles come their way, they embrace them, they want them, and they, it uses them to grow and to get better. And in the front of the book, what I do is I share a number of people who I deem are tie turners, but then I also share, um, uh, you're, you're a sports person, you know this, I share, I share uh, teams who I think are in that elite class of tie turners. And I went to Ohio State. I do share about the Ohio State football team that won that went that won the national championship and was faced with massive adversity. Uh, I share the Connecticut women's basketball team. Until recently, they had won consecutive national championships, and so I share all the and there's some individuals uh, in there as well. But the very last place that I have on that is for you, is for the listener, you to put your name in there and to deem yourself a tie turner. And so that's what tie turners are all about. Tie turners are taking control of their boat called Y-O-U, stepping in there and saying, you know what, no more, I take control, I direct where I wanna go and bring those people along with me who choose to be with me. So that's the premise and the definition of a tie turner. Love it. So the boat of you, Y-O-U. And in, in the book, you actually talk, Cardiff, about many of the same characteristics that tie turners have. They have a steadfast belief in themselves, an optimistic in midst of fear. They're courageous in the face of adversity, are committed to growth. They push for greatness within themselves and they have a passion to win and they understand where they want to go or achieve. And I think so much about the high performance mindset and what we do on this podcast is help people reach their potential or reach greatness. So mm. let's, let's dive into some of these concepts. I'm just pumped to talk to you about them and, and to learn more about your perspective. So mm-hmm. which one of them would you like to dive into first? Well, let's, let's talk about failure because failure has this deep root within all of us syndrome. And so failure, when I think of failure, you know, that, that word right now, when, you, when I say that word failure, what, what emotions are coming across right now? Right. Yeah. They're, they're probably like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm like, or you, it takes you back to a moment that you failed or you begin this downward cycle of the word failure, right, Sindra? And so when you think about failure, Think about grade school. Think about getting the A, B, C, and they skipped F, E. I'm not sure why. They went to F, and your parents said, don't get an F. You, whatever you do, you do not get an F. And then you're, you're, as you go through college, you don't want to get an F because you don't want to fail. For 18 to 19 to 20 years, Sandra, we are ingrained with failure. Failure is bad. Failure is bad. Failure is bad. And then as we transition to this adult, for 18 plus years, 20 plus years, that's all we've known. It's like failure is bad. I don't want to do failure. I don't, I don't want to fail because failure is bad. And now in the high performance mindset they, to look at failure is needed to move forward. And we, we need to use failure as a mechanism to understand one, okay, what can we learn from this? Mm-hmm. Who can help me get through this failure? And what growth can come from that? And that's where we need to really grasp failure and embrace it instead of running away from it. And, you know, I, in my own life, I can tell you when I was writing this book that 
I did not back up consistently, Syndra, and one morning, back up meaning saving my files for the okay. chapters, okay? Sure. So one morning, came, came down, opened up my, fired up the laptop, the blue screen of death had appeared. Oh, that's and, a and, Yeah, it's terrible. It, it, but, but here's the thing. I had seen the blue screen and everything was fine. I just popped out the battery, popped it back in, still had the blue screen. I had to get it fixed. So I took it to the, the Geek Squad folks. Mr. Hall, we can fix your computer. Yes. And so I kept writing. But here's what they said. They called me back in about a week, Sandra, and they said, well, we actually have to send your computer to a special lab. This is where you know, you know, fires happen to computers and, and we get information off that. So I said, well, how long is that gonna take? Well, about four months. Oh, four months, okay. Well, I, I kept writing and I finally got the call four months later, like they said, on time. And it was a recording and they said, uh, basic your your computer's ready for pickup i'm like fantastic i call them and i asked the kid or whoever's working there did you did you recover the file called manuscript there is a file on that <laughs> called manuscript they're like mr hall we recovered no files from your computer oh wow you talk about a failure now that was on me Sindra. you see i wasn't doing the consistent work to back it up all of my work was gone. One and a half years of my life was gone. I could have blamed people. There was somebody put the attack on my computer. I don't, I don't know who did it. But the very next day, I started over. Wow. The very next so day. How much did you already have written before that happened with your computer? Yeah, so I had about, gosh, 75% of it done, Sindra. Oh, and as you know, you got this book coming out and you, you know, that if that happened to you, right, you just like, you got it. I mean, I couldn't believe it, but here's one thing. I have a very good friend reached out to me, said, Cardiff, you've grown in the, in the one and a half years since mm. I started this, mm. it's going to be better. Mm -hmm. And that, and, and that charged me up. And see, if we aren't surrounding ourselves with individuals that fuel us with energy instead of take our energy away, if someone would have said, your first thing you go to, well, well, come on, man, didn't you back that up? You're, come on, you're smarter than that. You see, it's who we go to and who we surround ourselves that will project us forward or can really stop us in our tracks. And I chose mm -hmm. to, and I put people around me, Syndra, that are just like this guy, Chris, or who are going to say, it's okay, You're, it's gonna be better. Absolutely, and Cardiff, that's what I hear too, you know, that I think that high performers, and really what I mean by high performance is those people who are working to reach their best, their potential. They right. see these difficulties as opportunities, right? That, that maybe actually this problem is a gift, and it's, you know, here for me to make even a better book, or, Right. you know, to learn something about myself. And I think sometimes when we reach these moments of time where we could easily give up and throw in the towel, that's not, that's not what high performers do. So what do you think the benefit of that happening to you? What's, what's the good that actually came from that? You know, it, it really challenged me to one, take action, make sure I was backing up consistently, but it also, I got, as I began to write my writing began to get better. 
I was able to clearly articulate thoughts, put them on paper. And so that the writing process was enhanced by that. And I began to bring, I call it more substance, more facts, more, more content into the mix of this melting pot to come out at the end called a manuscript. Mm -hmm. So it helped me there, but it also, I was also putting more things into the input called the brain and to help with all of the things that were going to happen that I didn't, what I, what, what I didn't know. Right. So uh, I'm in this arena that I've never played in before. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. But whatever does happen, I'm preparing myself before it happens. Absolutely. And so um, I did vis- visualization, uh, meditation. I did all of these practices that we hear in terms of high performance to help me get there, even though I wasn't there today. And it makes sense now, Cardiff, why your book took you three years to write. <laughs> because you had to start over when you were 75% done. Oh. oh, man. So let's talk a little bit more about Tide Turners. And, you know, yeah. you were talking about failure. And I'd love to hear your perspective on how does a Tide Turner, how do they embrace failure? And how do they approach it when you know, something like this happens where we are faced with a, an adversity or maybe even a massive adversity. Yeah. Well, the very first thing that they do is instead of why me, it's why not me. Why, why not? It's like, why me? Why me? Because anything some, sometimes when things happen to us that we didn't expect, the, uh, an, we call it an unplanned event, Tundra, or something happens that we just did not expect. It's why me? Why am I going through this? And it's woe is me. A tie turner says, okay. It's, first off, they take a deep breath. <laughs> they, like, okay, this is meant to happen. What can I learn from this? And how can I prevent it? Or what, where do I need to go from here? So it's a stop. It's a pause first, Syndra. It's a pause. It's like, okay, let's realize where am I? A hurricane just happened. What happened? Take, they, act, they take inventory of themselves and then they begin to write a plan to prepare, to move forward, to get over that obstacle. And they work diligently and consistently on themselves. And, yeah. and I think that's the mental mindset one has to have to go through failure. Because we all want this perfect trajectory, right? We want that 45 degree angle towards the summit. And that's not success. Success is the, the pits, the valleys. The, it's like this roller coaster, right? Darren Hardy talks about entrepreneurial roller coaster. He has this book out. And it's the entrepreneur roller coaster. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, but you, you, you want to go to point that point, it's in the summer. You've not been there before, but you just, you know that it's going to be a 45 degree angle and you're, it's going to be a straight, straight shot. And that's not reality. And we need to understand, okay, I'm on this journey for a reason. I know why I want to go there. And I understand there's going to be these hills. There's going to be these, these valleys that I may not expect, but how do I get out of those valleys? Mm-hmm. And it's, again, putting, putting that mental energy into the mind, surrounding yourself with the right people. I think that's, 
your, I call it the way, it's the wave of your pod. So it's a chapter in the book, Syndrome. And it's your five people that you spend the most time with. And before, you know, writing the manuscript and, and hearing about your, your five, I really kind of didn't give it any thought, Syndra. I didn't get, I, because, you know, I was in this land of comfort and, you know, I, it was good. You know, like, uh, don't need that. I'm okay. And I wasn't paying attention to my five. These are the five people that you spend the most time with. Why? You're, you're going to talk like them. Your averaging, your income is going to be around the, the average of their income, everything. And I'm like, when I first heard that syndrome, I'm like, no, that can't be true. That, you know, that maybe that's high school, you know, birds of a feather flock together. That was, my dad said that in high school, right? But it's so true. Who you surround yourself with, I think is more critical than, you know, the, the, how to, the how-tos, Right. You, and like, I didn't know how to write this manuscript, but I had a group of people that believed in myself, who, who knew me, who were supportive of me, and the how-to came along. Cardiff, I'm hearing a few things, like your friend Chris, when you lost your manuscript, you called Chris, and Chris was said, would said hey, no problem, man, you, you're, this, better, this book's even going to be better, right? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think, Cardiff, the, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the five people you surround, the, surround yourself with is a Jim Rohn quote, one of my yes. favorite quotes as well, because it just shows you that the people that you lean on are, are there's a, you know, can either help you or hinder you. Mm. You also said a few other things that, you know, tie turners they consistently work on themselves and their mindset or their behaviors. And I like what you said about, you know, not why me, but why not me? And when you think about why not me, then it's like, wow, look inside myself and let's see all all the skills and all of the mental skills that I have to get through this. And Mm -hmm. and what do I have inside myself that actually like I know I can rely on to rise above this and to deal with this like the best that I can. Yeah, you're absolutely. And it, it's, you know, the, the, the five, the wave of your five is, is critical. Um, and I didn't, again, I didn't give much thought uh, because I was in this comfort stage. But the one thing that I want to say that's part of this whole, how do I handle failure, was the ability to look at failure as part of the journey and not the resting point. It's like, it's just like a, you're traveling on the highway and you're like, I'm a little tired. I'm just going to take a little pit stop. Right. And, and, and if we have that, if we have that mindset, like, okay, failure is just a pit stop for me to reassess, take inventory. It's kind of like, you know, kind of like, you know, I, the, the chapters uh, are set up in the book, you know, you're lost at sea, you know, not chapters, but the parts of the book, you're lost at sea, you come back, you dock, you take inventory of the situation, Syndra, and then you, you prepare to leave the dock, and then how do you stay on course? And so failure is really about getting back to the dock, reassessing, and just being true to who you are. And don't look at your current situation to be the future. And I think so many people are like, well, this happened in the past, this is happening now, and they sabotage themselves for the future. And tie turners don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that you talk about, Cardiff, in your book is the wave of ports. And you yeah. talk about, you know, the course that you drive on. Tell us about that and what you mean by wave of ports. Yeah. So in, in the stages of life, we all go through these. And 
I can tell you the very first stage is, is the learning port, right? This is the learning port. We're just taking information in and we're just learning, learning how to be an adult, learning how to be this. And that's the stage everyone is in. Everyone goes through the stage. Now, the second stage is about the me, myself, and I stage. And I can tell you, I, I was there, Sandra. This is all about you. This is all about me. Me looking good. Me with this car. Me, 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 me. And for myself, I'm not sure where, where you are, listener, but for me, this, for this stage that I was in, this docking stage, that was around, I would say, 20, you know, 25 to 30, 35. That was for me. Now, this is, this is where stages are not identified by age. You are probably listening. You probably know someone who is in this me, myself, and I. It's my money. I made it. I don't, I don't need to share it, right? I don't need to give to organizations. It's their problem. I don't need to do this because they're not fortunate enough to earn the income that I do. Everything is mine, right? And so there's adults out there that are in this stage right there. That's, their, that's where they're docked. Yeah. That's, that's not where true high performance happens and the ability for growth. And the next stage I call the comfort stage. So this is, this is the comfort dock rather. So that comfort dock is where I was in myself. I was a beachcomber in terms of my, how I looked at myself. Everything was comfortable. You know, it's like you get in, everything was just like come home from work, walk in, talk to your parents, maybe give the dog a walk, or not parents, but your children, give the dog a walk. And then like, okay, what, what, what time does my show come on? Okay, great. Right. right. It was, it was, in the, it was comfortable, right? Life was comfortable. And this is not where high performers choose to be in. They're not agree. in that stage of comfort. You know, it's, it feels good, but they're like, okay, what, what can I be doing differently? And, and then the next stage, it's called the growth stage, growth stage or growth dock. This is the dock where true growth happens, where perhaps one works with a coach, perhaps one is investing in uh, online content to help with whatever that they need to do in their own personal life. And it's all about moving from your current baseline to your next baseline. I heard this uh, once, Sandra, and they said, everything in your life that you've accomplished right now, I want you to just, just kind of jot it down. Just, just write it down, right? You know, anything that's big, right? So listener, as you're listening to this, if you're driving, don't do this right now, but I want you, when you're, I want you to hit stop and I want you to just write down every, anything that's big, all the big things that have happened to you. Now, after you spent some time writing, don't write down all everything, but after you spend that time writing, draw a line and everything that you've done in your life up until now has been, that's your baseline. Now, if you aspire to go above that baseline, you have to develop yourself. You have to grow and elevate your new baseline. And within that elevation becomes growth, becomes more and you can do that so that's what that doc is all about and the and the fifth doc is all about contribution see this is where i believe mastery comes in with high performance is contribution contribution to one be givers rather than takers contribution in terms of i could help someone every one of us that are walking around this planet planet 
syndrome. We're all good at something. And, and, and I hear, well, I'm not good at anything. Well, no, okay, let's take a step back. Maybe you're, you're good at, you know, painting or whatever it is. We're all skilled in some way. We all have a gift. Now, do we choose to give that to others? See, that's contribution. And people think contribution financially, right? Well, I'm not wealthy. I'm not this. I'm not that. And they put these stigmas on themselves. Well, I can't do that because I don't have that type of money. So I'm, I, well, we're not talking about financial, financial contribution. That's part of it, but true mastery and, and being aligned to your vision comes when you can take your skills and abilities and you help others in whatever capacity that you can. And that's, uh, that's the port of contribution. Awesome. And, you know, Cardiff, I'm thinking that as I'm listening to you, to me, Ty Turner and high performer is pretty synonymous, meaning like this, you know, when I think of Ty Turner, the way you're describing it, that's what I think about a high performer, somebody Mm -hmm. who is pushing past, you know, their comfort zone, who's really like trying to be at their best every single day. And you think that, you know, Ty Turners, do they live in growth? Do they live in contribution? Where do they you know, because I could see like maybe yeah. they're both. What do you think? Yeah, I think they're a mix or both. And matter of fact, I was going to put a, a six port and it's a kind of a, a combination of both, right? They're, they're, in a, they're in this continuous growth mode mm-hmm. and they're, contribu- in, in, in it's, in they're in this cycle of contribution. So they're always, I mean, the guests that you've had on, every one of them is, is, is this contribution stage, right? Growth, just getting better, contributing to others, growing. And so that's where high performance lies for those that choose to get through those ports. And I think that, that's the big thing, Sandra. It's a choice. And there are some people who, you know what, say, you know what, this port of comfort, Sandra, is good. Uh, don't don't, don't want to go. And I, you know what? That's fine. That's fine for those. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening because you desire to be that high performer within yourself. Absolutely. So that's where you need to grow. Like, okay, it's time to get out of my comfort, time to face the fear that I've always had or my negative self-limiting beliefs about X, Y, and Z. And I need to move forward. I'm not sure how I'm going to do there, but I'm just going to take the first step and begin. And that's what I did with the manuscript. I, I just began. I didn't know we were going to connect, Sandra. I didn't know that, right? I had no idea. But I took the first steps. And you listening right now, you can take the first steps as well. But it's a choice. It's a choice we'll have. I'm listening, Cardiff, about growth and contribution. And you're right that everyone who's been on the podcast is they're, they're interested in contributing. They wouldn't provide value to the, to the listeners if they weren't interested in contribution. What do you think about those people who might in their mind say, well, you know, either like, I don't have anything to contribute or, or maybe they say, well, actually, I'm just going to kind of keep all my secrets to myself. Like maybe I'm into the growth, but you know, like maybe someone's going to steal what I say or yeah. maybe. I don't know, yep. or or maybe they're just in their comfort zone, and, and you know they they don't want to get out there with a with a message. Mm-hmm. What would you say to those people who are listening? Yeah. yeah, I would say for those that are listening that are, that are like that, that I, I don't have anything to contribute. Now, when I first started writing this manuscript, Sintra, I, I I actually thought the same thing. What what do I have to share? And that was one of the things I was going back into this between the voice 
in myself, right? And say, what am I going to talk about? I'm not a, I'm not your guy. I'm not an author. I'm not this. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, right? I had all these I'm nots. And so I'm, I'm here to tell you, wherever you are in your journey of life, that stop putting those shackles of I'm not, or someday, or one day, but if you truly desire, and this is where intention meets desire. If intention and desire is like, gosh, you know what? I'm listening to Sky Cardiff and I, I want to, I, you know what? I want to do that. Well, then what's stopping you? Only you. O- only, only you. And you could say, well, I don't have. Don't, no, don't say I don't have. How can I? It's how we frame that up. I don't have the finances. I don't have this. I don't have anyone to support me. Okay, then how can I find someone to support me? I don't have the, the five people that you just talked about, Cardiff. I, don't, I, don't, I have a bunch of negative people around me. How do, well, you're listening to this podcast. It's, it's, it's positive. It's, that's, that's a start, right? And then we, there's a bunch of free content all over social media. Get around those people that you can feel their fire. And once you do, you, you'll begin like, oh my gosh, maybe I, you'll begin to believe within yourself. And so those people that are like saying that, oh, I, I don't think I can do that. Or I, I, I don't know how to, oh, I'm, I'm just going to challenge you. I want you to get around someone's fire enough. And once the, the, the fire is strong enough and this podcast for me, I love it every single week because I'm learning new information. I'm taking what I'm hearing like, oh, that's good. Let, let's try to implement that. Implement one thing from this podcast and I guarantee it's going to shape your mindset. And you're going to begin to like, maybe I can do this. You see, that's, that transformation has to happen within and it starts with the input in the mind. And I, and I, you know, I've come a long way. I was not like, I was in a comfort state syndrome. So I'm here telling people I'm, about my journey, right? So I'm just a regular guy, right? Corporate America, I love corporate America. And here I am giving the, the, the things that I found to elevate where I wanted to go. I heard this quote by Grant Cardone in his book called The 10X Rule. And he said, as long as you live, you will either accomplish your own goals and dreams, or you will be a resource to accomplish the goals and dreams of others. And that hurt, Sandra. I was like, oh, I got to hit replay. What did he say? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, that, that, maybe you're doing the same thing. That quote stung. It hurt me. And here I was. I had these goals, but I just never acted on them because, well, one day I fell, I fell into the one day now syndrome, someday now syndrome. Maybe, oh, I, I don't know. And I fell into the syndrome cycle and I, that, that's where the port of comfort, that's where I was in for a long time. And then I did, I began to read a book a month I began to shape the people around me, get around wise counselors, mentors, anyone who like, how do they do that? Okay, let me learn. I don't even know if I'm going to do that, but I just want to learn to see how they did it. Yeah, there's two things I'm thinking about, Cardiff. I myself have also been in each one of these stages that 
one part of my life, mm-hmm. even the me, myself, and I stage <laughs> and the comfort stage for a long time, but I was not happy yeah. in that stage. And that was right. before I started the podcast. That was before I started doing a lot of work in, in pro sport. It was, you know, just like total comfort. Mm-hmm. And I would say I'm in the growth and contribution phase now. And what I really try to do is like, keep contribution front and center, keep service front and center. Like I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I wasn't, yes. right? Like how can I right. serve with the gifts that I have? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We all have gifts. And I think that's where people don't believe in themselves that they have a gift. Well, you may not have my gift. You may not have Sindra's gift, but you do have a gift and don't fall into this comparison trap. And that's why I talk about and all these tie turners that I list in the opening of the book, that there are people that you've heard of. We're like, well, they, oh, I'm not them, or I'm not this person. Don't get yourself caught into the web of comparison, because I just that'll keep you where you are. Absolutely, and you can't be someone else. So why try to be right? Right. Um, so, right. Part of, what do you think about those people who are saying, "Yeah, that's totally me." You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm saying I have this one day syndrome, or maybe I am <laughs> comparing myself to somebody else instead of just kind of being the best version of myself. What, what advice mm-hmm. do you have? Like, how do you think that we get unstuck from doing that? Yeah, I think one of the things that helped me get unstuck was really to take self a self awareness of of one. And I I talk about true understanding of self can change your trajectory of where you want to go. And if you're honest with yourself, like, okay, am I happy in my life? Where am I at with my health, my finances, my, my spiritual being, my, 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 my relationships. And you begin to do these assessments on yourself, these assessments that you're Ooh, on a scale of one to 10, uh, extremely, you know, happy or not happy. And you do these self-assessments on one and you come up with like, oh, you know what, I, if I want to change, then I think that's the first thing. It, it, once you do this, okay, now you've got this baseline. Now, do I want to change or do I want to stay the way I am? And, I, and that's where people can get stuck. Like, well, I don't, I don't want to change. And, and then it's going to be hard to, to to say, and they, and these are the complainers too. <laughs> you know, these are people who complain about everything because they, they don't want to change. Like you can't fix the traffic here in Minnesota. You can't, I mean, it's summertime, as you know, there's, there's the aren't the orange built, you know, the orange blocks everywhere and they complain about the traffic. Well, it's summer here in Minnesota. It's, well, it's not, not control the traffic. You can't control. Right. And so, <laughs> and so look at what you can control. You can control what time you leave. You can tr- control where you, how you travel around the city. Look at what is in your control and just take ownership of that and say, you know what? Yeah, there's going to be orange barrels around the city for, yeah, through Labor Day and, and beyond that. But it's how we approach it. And it really starts with that mental shift that needs to occur so you can kind of move and get forward in your journey. But it does require choice. It does require saying, you know what? I pick up my anchor in my boat and I move forward. And I, like, I like what you said, Cardiff. You know that self-awareness is really the understanding of yourself and that can change the directory of your life. You know, one thing I know we wanted to talk a little bit about was fear. And as people are listening, they might say, well, you know, like, 
I just can't do some of those things. And they, they can easily let fear get in the way of doing mm. that. Tell us about a story, Cardiff, of a time maybe that you let fear get in the way or, or maybe how, you know, just as an entrepreneur, you experience fear now, you know, in yeah. terms of moving forward with your own business. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I was fearful of, if you, if you have a, a full-time job, part-time job, but you want to do something else. So you're listening and you just have, like, had this desire to do something else. So Sindra, I started this journey you know, three, uh, three years ago and I, I've been doing things and I'm like, I need to let my company know about what I'm doing. And I was so fearful that they would say, no, you're, this book is not coming out. You're not going to do this. You, 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 this is, and I, I had to, you know, I, I got myself around some wonderful people, wonderful mentors. I was part of a mastermind group and we talked through that and, and they're like, no, go, go to the, you know, go to the top, talk to the vice president. And that's what I did. I talked to the vice president, kind of had some bullet points out and he was, he said, how can we use this as, as part of our training program? What can we take from Cardiff? Can you do? And, and I developed a, a program from my book to help our company get better. Awesome. And so when we allow fear to say, well, I'm not going to release the book. I could have allowed fear to say, well, I'm not going to release the book because my company's going to find out or I'm not going to do this. That isn't serving anyone. And if you have a gift, if you have a desire to do something that's going to serve someone, help someone, maybe you, you have this idea of starting a nonprofit that you've always had, but you don't want to, but it's going to help someone, help in a, a community, an organization, all I'm going to say is just get started. Talk to people around you. Talk to your employer like, hey, I'm going to start this foundation on this, you know, outside of my business and, and, and see what they think. If, if they're a champion for you, they're going to say, hey, how can we help? How can we use this? And what do you need from us? And so I would say, look at fear as something to give you strength versus kind of take, uh, take strength away from you. And then, you know, as, as I look back where I, I've been, it's been a fun, fantastic year uh, for me, Sindra. And now I, I'm, <laughs> there's a concern of, can I continue this, right? Can I continue? I, 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 I call myself like, I feel like I'm Superman sometimes. Like, okay, I, I get I corporate, my corporate job. Then I got this. And then I go back to my corporate job and I'm doing, and I'm a father and, you know, and I got an active eight-year-old and it's like, can I do all of this? Can I maintain this stamina? I'm a positive guy. Can I continue this or is it going to fail? And, and it's going to say, well, I'm glad I did, you know? But I look at everything I've gone through and I am so, so proud of myself and my, my wife for her support and my daughter who, who wants to be an aspiring author now. Um, she wants to write a book with me. And so I look at all this, you know what, to me, if it doesn't take off like I want or if it doesn't, you know, I'm impacting, and I'm changing people's lives. And that to me is the most important thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you said a few things there that I, I want to follow up on Cardiff, you know, as a sales executive, which, you know, your corporate job, tell us about how you apply all of these things to your own 
business yeah. because I actually think, you know, like everything that you've talked about is about ways that we get in our own way. And mm. no matter for an athlete or for a coach or, or an executive or a parent or, you know, like we're, we're all human. So yeah. tell us about how you use some of these principles you've been talking about. Well, the very first thing is I'm extremely focused. I'm extremely focused when I get, get into the office. I was actually just banning, you know, let's get together to meet kind of meetings. So if you're listening to this and like you have those, hey, can I pick your brain? Can, um, can we just get together and just chat and have coffee and catch up? No. You probably will say no thanks or not respond, right? <laughs> yeah, I will say no. Not no. right now. <laughs> um, when I'm done with this product launch or I'm done with my manuscript, we can get together. And so I was always, I was very diligent at my schedule and it had to be congruent to where I was going. Family, my job, uh, my company, Inspiration Insight, my clients. And if it didn't fit into one of those pieces, you know, Darren Hardy call, calls this like the vortex. And, and we all have those kind of like, oh, maybe I should meet up with this person because I haven't seen them in a long time, right? Just to kind of get together with them. Those get-togethers can happen at another time. If, if it's not, and I, and I began to be very focused with my time because time is the only resource, the only resource that everyone, everyone listening to this, we all have the same amount of resources called time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's and, it's, true. and how do you use it? And how do you use it? Do you, and I, I began to limit social media. I began to, um, I began to put more things in my mind. I, I began to uh, uh, purchase some online courses to help with me from, from building up my skills. And so I began to, to put myself in a different place where I, I just couldn't, I just could not interact socially after work anymore. Sure. Uh, and I, I had this regimented um, uh, plan to, to follow. And it's not to say that something, sometimes something would get in the, get in the way and, and um, it would kind of take me off my journey, but I quickly got, got right back. And so it's helped me in my corporate job, be more, more focused when challenges do happen in the corporate, corporate environment. I, I'm like, okay, let, let's kind of this, do some self-analyzation. Let's take a look at the problem. You know, how can, how can we do this? Who can I help bring into the circle? How can we, you know, get through this faster versus slower? And so it's helped me be persistent. It's helped me stay on top of the important projects that matter in my corporate job. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you're smart with your time and you limit the distractions like social media yeah. You're, you're, you're focused on your goals and what you want to do. Wow. We could keep on talking I know. forever. <laughs> I know we could. You know, I have, I have a few other questions for you just to kind yeah. of one part of, of part of your chapter and then uh, we can close up. You talk about the wave of confidence in your, in your book. Mm, Tell us yeah. about that. And I know you talked about the four C's. We'd love to dive into that. It's kind of the yeah. last, the yeah. last kind of topic we cover. Yeah, absolutely. So, Boy, confidence is, is something that we all need to have to get to that next baseline for us. It's the confidence to not know exactly how you're going to do it, but you move forward anyway. So we talk about compatibility or talk about, um, yeah, compatibilities is, is one of those things. So looking at uh, putting yourselves around those 
people, uh, tools, the things, the resources that you need that are going to move you forward uh, along in the journey, uh, which will improve your confidence. Because anytime you are gaining more information, you're, you're learning, that's improving your confidence as well. So capabilities are, are, are part of that. And then along with confidence, it, it really ha- it talks about, it's really about courage as well. Mm. So your courage and courage, in all, we all have courage, but the level of courage that we do have really stems from our, from our backing, from, our, from who we, how we, you know, how we grew up. Right? What did we hear in the household? Um, did you did you hear? You know, you can never do that. You can't do that. Or where does that all come from? And so, courage is is steeped and it's deeply rooted in our past. But it's not to say we can't shape and change the level of courage within us. And so, again, it's putting things in the mind, putting yourselves around the right people, taking the action. I don't know how, how can I learn, who can help me along the journey? So it, it, that's, that's another C about, um, uh, about courage with that. So we got courage, we've got uh, compatibility, commitment. So as you're on this journey, you wanna increase your level of, of confidence and you really have to look at your commitment level. And I like to look at commitment as, Something that is going to, that I'm tethered to, that when the winds come, that I stay firm in my belief. And I like to associate an emotion to that commitment. That, that one of the things I, I did, Sindra, is I wrote a letter from a future reader of my manuscript called Tie Turners. And so my commitment was to Gary. I don't know Gary. Right. But I chose to pick. It's like um, you had someone, uh, I guess, talk about that focal point in the stadium. Absolutely. Where you, yep. you, yeah. That's yep. to me. That was my focal point. My focal point was this mm. letter. And then when the hard times came around, like, let me. Oh, I, I have to get this done for Gary. Absolutely. No choice. Gary is, is looking for this to come out. Mary, I don't know Mary. Mary, it's going to read tight turners and it's going to shape their, the course of her life. So that kept me going. So always draw an emotional connection to your commitment. We talked about capabilities. It's audiobooks. It's anything that's going to think about tools and resources, anything that's going to help you. And then it's all about confidence, right? It's all about that engine, which is going to propel you forward in the event you get stalled out, but it's going to keep you going. So it's uh, courage, capabilities, confidence, and commitment. Awesome. So the four again are courage, commitment, capabilities, and confidence. Yeah. And you know, Cardiff, did you actually write the like letter that Gary wrote or you have somebody else write it? Because I think that's really powerful. No, I, I wrote it. You wrote it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I wrote it. So it's a letter to myself from Gary. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. when I was writing, I had to think a lot about who I was writing to. And if yes. I didn't, I got stuck. And there's a couple months where I got stuck because I kind of forgot who I was writing to or I forgot yeah. that front and center. So, yep. So, yeah. Cardiff, that's you it. have provided so much value today. Oh, I'm so pumped. So, tell us, 
yeah. know, as we wrap up, do you have any kind of final advice for us? Boy, you know, I, I asked you to take the challenge about kind of writing down everything, everything you kind of, you're proud of, right? Everything you've done and creating your own baseline, right? So you just took, if you did this, and I hope you did, you just took inventory of where you are. And now I said, okay, think about where you want to go. And so here's the next challenge for you, listener. I want you to start thinking about your 2018 goals today. Today. Whenever this is released, today. It's, it's going to be released before the end of this year. So I want you to think about your 2018 goals. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? I want you to set that vision of where you're going to go in your journey of life today. And now let's talk about the capabilities. How are you going to get there? It's about a system. It's about a process. Do I have the right skills? Do I have the right tools in my toolbox to get me there? If I don't, let me find the right tools. So it's about setting intention, setting the course for that lighthouse that you can't see in the fog, but 2018 is around the corner and three out of 100 adults, I believe that's a stat that's correct, around three, three out of 100 adults send you right down their goals. Yeah, it's not three. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And let me tell you, listener, that was me. I was one that did not have goals. I didn't. Why? Because I was in the comfort stage. I was in the land of comfort. Everything was, why do I need goals, Sandra? I'm in comfort. But there was something within me, something that said, you know what? There's more. And I know you right now listening to this, you can sense the more. You know there's more. And it's time. So two challenges. Again, write everything you've done. Then draw a line. That's your baseline. Now write where you aspire to go. That's that, that gap, right? where you aspire to go, that's the growth. That's where you want to look towards 2018 and say, okay, in 2018, I'm setting the plan. I'm charting my course today to get me there. And then step three is, okay, what are the resources? What do I need to help me get me where I want to go? And it's only August or September. So you put yourself in an elite group of people that are doing this today and not waiting till January the 1st. Nice. You have one step ahead, four months ahead. Yes. So Cardiff, tell us how we can reach out to you, not just yeah. to chat. <laughs> but, yeah. And I know you have, you have an amazing gift for the listeners today. So yeah. tell us about how we can reach out to you and then tell us about the gift. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Cardiff D. Hall, Cardiff D. Hall, two Fs, like the city in Wales or city in San Diego, Cardiff D. Hall, all across social media, those three, and, and, and LinkedIn as well. But here's what I want to do for you. It took me three years to write this book. I, I want to get as many people, I want people to take command of their boat. I want people to say, you know what? I have more within me. I want to do this. And I want you to all to be tie turners. So here's what I'm doing. I'm going to give you the book for free. It's not going to be the hard copy. It's going to be the PDF version. So to get the PDF version of tie turners, I want you to head over to cardiffdhall.com forward slash HP mindset, HP mindset, and you will be sent a, the full thing. 
the that's full phenomenal. Book. That's full phenomenal. Yeah, so, so not only did you yeah. get like this amazing interview with tons of value, you get the book for free. Get that's it for amazing. free. That's yes. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So definitely t- take take me on take me up on my offer. <laughs> this is uh, I probably won't do this very long, uh, <laughs> so, but uh, but I, I seriously I, I do want people to to get this. I want people to start sharing this concept of tie turners and being in command and instead of drifting in life and saying, well, one day you just wake up and say, well, how did I get here? Right. And that's what I, I'm helping my clients do, Sandra. One thing like, well, what do you do? I, I get, I get clients, I get them clear on where they want to go. And so many times in life where we're sitting behind our boat and we're just drifting along and all of a sudden we just happen to miss the, the, the place we're supposed to stop at. And that's okay because we're in comfort. But so many of my clients are saying, no, I'm moving to the growth stage. I want to get to the next stage and I'm helping people do that. So my gift for you, listener, is to grab this copy of the PDF version, cardiftehall.com forward slash HP mindset. Boom. So cardiffdhall.com slash HP mindset. You know, Cardiff, here were some of my favorite things that we talked about today. (laughs) I love how you talk about the boat called YOU, that you're really in control of that and how Mm -hmm. tide turners, and I love the, the description you give of tide turners, that really they embrace failure and they think about what they can learn how this can help me and how I can grow. And then you talked about when tide turners face massive adversity, they don't ask themselves, why me? They say, why not me? Mm. And then we talked about how tide turners consistently work on themselves. They surround themselves with the the five that, you know, the five closest people to them that give them energy that are going to help support them. And I loved how you talked about these different ports that we can be in these, this learning port, the me, myself, and I, the comfort zone or the comfort dock or this growth and contribution. And really tie turners are in the growth and contribution dock, right? Right? Mm -hmm. So, whoa, you brought it today. (laughs) Love it, love it, my friend. I love your positive energy. And I know people are going to be tweeting about this and posting about this. And what I'd encourage everyone to do is head over to Twitter, Facebook, you know, Instagram, wherever you spend the most time on you can find me on Facebook and, and Instagram at Cindra Campoff or on Twitter at mentally underscore strong and tell us what you know was the most important thing you got from today. Cardiff provided a lot of value bombs, so I just appreciate your energy and your positivity and you bringing bringing this onto the the podcast. And again, you can head over to cardiffdhall.com slash HP mindset to get a free copy of Ty Turner's The Practical Guide to Help You Feel in Control, Experience More Joy, and Sustain Achievement in Life. Love it. It's been it's it's been awesome. It's been awesome. You covered everything. You hit all those nuggets so profoundly, and you know this just came to mind because this happened to me. I would always look at an investment, like you know, well, you should buy this course or you should you know get a coach, and I looked at that as um, as an expense. Right. And you could be listening right now, listener. First off, there's no expense for you. You just your time to go get this book um, and email address. But I, I challenge you because I set three things for you to do, you know, develop the, your baseline. Where do you want to go for 2018? What tools or capabilities do not limit yourself to say, you know what? 
I am looking at all these things and expense. You are more than that. You are not an expense. I believe in you. That's why I wrote this. And I want you to just, wherever you are in your journey, get to that growth stage, get to that port of contribution because you have contribution within you. There we go. That's perfect ending. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Cardiff D. Hall. Again, you can awesome. head over to cardiffdhall.com slash HP Mindset. Awesome. Thanks, Sandra. It's wonderful to be here with you. It was awesome having you. Thank you for listening to High Performance Mindset. If you like today's podcast, make a comment, share it with a friend, and join the conversation on Twitter at mentally underscore strong. For more inspiration and to receive Sindra's free weekly videos, check out drsindra.com.